Hey podcast, it's me back again. Um, I'm on a bit of a roll with the podcast now, so I'm going to try and keep it up. This is two in two days. So thanks for everyone who's been following it so far. Um, If you haven't, it's basically over the last couple of weeks become me ranting into my phone about something I've thought about that day. But it's really helping me get my head straight and record how I was thinking that day because it often changes day to day. Um, (laughs) And hopefully, you know, it's um, being helpful to inform someone else's thinking or getting you to you know reassess something so um i hope it's providing a bit of value as well uh, i'd love to hear from you if you are listening to it um because that that helps me know that i'm not just talking into a vacuum um <laughs> but today's one is quite a sweeping statement it's that now is the best time ever to be a creator um i'm not going to do this as like a three-point list of all the exact things that are um going for you and I th- we, we kind of i'm going to cover the topic of how things have changed from the past up till now and how we all have the opportunity to create stuff. But I want to sort of try and make a unique point around it, hopefully, and not just repeat stuff that's a bit obvious, but um, there is a risk of that happening. So you go into this podcast having been warned that I may just tell you things that you already know very well (laughs) and it doesn't help you. But maybe it reminds you of something you already know and bring it back to the surface. Anyway, so the reason that I think now is the best time ever to be a creator is because you well number one like access is first and foremost kind of here for us it's available to us so not very well phrased but what what i mean by that is in the past the cards were stacked against you technologically and societally to create things so people have always created um using the most basic instruments or painting or whatever that's kind of gone through history but um, if you wanted to be a filmmaker or you wanted to be a recording you know musician who makes records um or even a a painter or like a conceptual artist whatever um you needed some sort of legitimacy in order to make that happen realistically and particularly if you wanted to make it a career and make it your full time thing so i'm going to use the example of music which i've used before, but the, I think the same thing applies to like a film photographer or you know, director of movies, whatever, is that we used to seek legitimacy, and by legitimacy I mean approval of some sort of gatekeeper, because you needed them in order to have access to the uh, tools to create. So if you wanted to make a record that was on vinyl and that could be accessible to an audience, you first had to have approval of someone who would put up the money for you to do that. So the... I think this is where this mindset of being approved by a certain label and the power that we attach to these authority figures came from is because if what you want more than anything in the world is to create an album, you can't do that out of your bedroom in 1950 or 1960. Um, All the attention sort of culturally is pointed towards a couple of sources and this, these number of sources have grown over time until now it's effectively infinite um, there's an absolutely enormous amount of things you could consume, watch, pay your attention to, learn from. But back in the day, sort of mainstream culture was the main the main driver. Like in terms of music, like you had a local record store, you had a selection that was in front of you, or you had your five TV channels or radio channels, whatever. Um, and your awareness is controlled by how limited that supply of um, music or film or whatever is like you can only actually 
even be aware of a limited amount of stuff because the pipeline is um, controlled by people with uh, money, people with businesses, and there just isn't the distribution outlets that means you can walk, listen to music all day, every day, because, you know, you can only listen to it, you can only access it through a certain radio station or through going buying records. Um, so if you wanted to be a creator, you had to um, impress these gatekeepers and kind of be on their good books, <laughs> in a sense, to have access to create something at all, and especially to have access to a decent-sized audience, because most of the attention is directed at one of these small number of platforms and you have to be allotted a time on one of those platforms for people to even know that you exist. Um, and this has evolved over time so that the number of platforms and the size of audience of each one, um, well the number of platforms has multiplied and the size of audience in each one has shrunk. So, and the dilemma that we face now is that you can create your own platform, your own world, effectively, because we have the tools to create not just the art, but the distribution for the art. And this is like an incredible thing that you, someone in Brazil or all around the world, America, Canada, Europe, whatever, someone can instantly listen to what you created on the other side of the world if they find it and if they want to. Um, you, ha you don't have anyone's permission of whether that song is allowed to be heard by people or not. And I think all, all that, you know, all that video or whatever, we've got these open platforms. You, you could even build your own website and just host it yourself and have your own um, shop front uh, to present your art to the world. Like You get complete control over how it's presented, not necessarily how people perceive what you presented, but how... Uh, you decide to make it appear, to make it sound, to uh, make it how people consume it. And this is, like, the most amazing thing. So just that we even have that opportunity, it means it's the best time ever to be a creator. Whether you're successful at it or not, just the fact that we are given that option where you were not given that option back in the day is just incredible. But the problem is that everyone can create a platform, or the perceived problem at least. I'm trying to kind of get at the problem a bit more and um, encourage you to see it as a, a good thing, an opportunity, rather than a uh, hurdle to overcome. But, the, you know, the well-publicised issue now is that everyone has a platform and there's almost infinite, <laughs> infinite creations, content, um, noise in the world. So... We feel like we're in this massive crowd, all shouting, vying for attention, kind of pushing, shoving each other, sticking your elbows in, trying to um, overcome an algorithm or um, hack your way to more eyes upon you. Whereas there's <laughs> the pipeline is not just more full than it was. It's just bursting over this att attention grabbing things all around the sort of so-called audience um, and we think, oh, how do I rise above the crowd? Um, how how can I get noticed more than person on my left, person on my right? And I think this is why we flock back to legitimacy. We go, I need some sort of badge. I need to be authenticated in some way so people can go, oh, I don't want to listen to just anyone's thing. I want to listen to something that's definitely good and I need a, a badge on it that says good so that everyone can go, well, I know that's not a waste of time because it's got a seal of approval on it. So we still look to these distributors, even though 
apart from kind of financial ability to financially ramp up your career, they have no more um, distribution tools really beyond what you do because I, my opinion is that the attention to blogs and the attention to music video channels um, is much reduced. It, it's not got a control of an audience anymore. The audience is going around doing what they want across loads of different platforms, all sorts of corners of the internet, listening to music, etc. Um, it's it's just opened up um, and all sorts of niches are forming. So why is a record label going to help you access a certain audience? I, I think it's a mistake to think that there is this one big group of people with all their eyes towards one stage, towards one um, show of <laughs> people uh, which has said, look, we've put this, to you're watching us, so we've put this together. Here's only good people coming in front of you uh, and you want to be part of that exclusive club on stage. Um, I, that That era's over now and it's important to realize that it's never coming back but that's a good thing because the odds of being allowed to create something at all or to have attention and actually create something that you want in front of when you've got that attention the odds were minuscule they were minute and often you had to package up what you were doing in order to kind of please the person who was um, the gatekeeper to even get the chance to build your own audience and have a bit of freedom later. And you see artists who conquered the initial system and became incredibly successful, the 0.001% like the Rolling Stones, like the Beatles, then did take the power that they had through an audience and stuff to create stuff that was more independent, but they were rarely let completely free, often due to their business deals and stuff like that. Um, and rarely, you know, it's a rare occasion back in the day that directors are completely free to create exactly what they want for their audience but we do all have that basic freedom now um so i mean that, that in a nutshell is why it's the best time to ever be a creator but what i want to kind of use the rest of it to do is kind of work around that point yeah i want to work around that point is that we should stop looking for legitimacy and authentic authentication because what does being a legitimate creator or artist even mean these days we we don't want to get caught up in the crowd of all these people on Instagram, all these people, all these musicians, whatever. But we think that who defines what is legitimate music anymore? Like it's a construct that doesn't even exist. It used to exist because legitimate meant able to create, able to be heard by people. Whereas now, like you can be heard by anyone. All you have to do is create something good and find the people yourself you you have to invite the people into this world that you've created but you get to create the world that's le legitimate in itself you choose your own what you find legitimate now um because a key difference is that if you were legitimate legitimizing the old world by being picked by a gatekeeper it meant that people would heard of hear you um you're more likely to be heard of by whoever down the street or um be locally famous nationally famous um you would be legitimized in the sense that like a mass audience would know who you were and therefore it must be good <laughs> but these days whether it's like a career or it's a creative thing or the, the options are wide open um and the audiences the smaller smaller but legitimate audiences for different types of arts different um careers that you can go on 
I think there's so many options that people aren't aware of all of them. So if you're looking for legitimacy from the people in your circle, say, like your family or friends or people that you've met locally, whatever, so just give that an example, um, and say that you want to build a career or a, make some art that will appeal to people that are not in this local circle. In fact, those people have never even heard anything like that before. It's a completely alien world to them. Then they're never going to see it as legitimate because it's not even within their awareness that this is a valid thing to some other people if it's not valid to them. We've lost this mainstream, like, oh, I've heard of you, so you must be good. I've not heard of you, so you must be bad. I've heard of that career of being a doctor or lawyer, so therefore it's good. You've made something of yourself versus, oh, what's a what's an Instagram influencer? But, like, a, that ins- to, to write off... Um, uh, Instagram influencer careers just using a running example but for someone to write that off just because it's not within their awareness is kind of an old way of thinking because we're in this chaotic option filled world now all sorts of people are making all sorts of new rules new models work because we have the ability to create our own art to create our own distribution to create our own um, world that are just opt-in um it, it makes it harder because you have to find people to opt in over some other options. It has to be, it has to be a world that is perfect for a smaller group of people rather than pretty good for a large group of people who've got nothing else to watch. But we, you know, <laughs> there's unlimited options, and mentally it's hard to manage because you will have a different experience of the world to the person next to you or the person next to you because the chances of you stumbling on exactly the same path <laughs> on the internet are becoming less. The The chances of you stumbling on the same film or music back in the 50s or 60s are pretty high, because you, you're you very connected to the people who live in your locality or, or come from the same upbringing as you, say, and you all go to the same record store, and there's a certain amount of records in it, so, so you know, it's not perfect odds, but the odds are higher that you're going to run into the same thing. Um, and this familiarity, this kind of connection um, to the same bit of art, that, uh, this, you know, I've seen it, you've seen it, therefore, like, oh, this must be a legit thing. It's not just me in some fantasy world. Like, that's a, that was a real thing. Whereas now, if um, I dive deep into some, I don't know, world of, let's say, VR or something. I've been looking at VR the last few days just because I find it interesting. And you find that, out there in the world, there are these pretty big pockets of millions of people who are really, really into VR, and they create their own worlds, and they spend time in their own world. But so-and-so, who's your neighbour or whatever, doesn't even know that that exists, doesn't even begin to comprehend that that's a legitimate thing. If you you decided you loved VR and you became a VR developer, the person next to you would go, oh, that's not even within (laughs) within the limits of what I understand to be a job. Um, maybe that's a bad example, but uh, treat your art the same. You can decide now what world is legitimate for you. What you can decide what is good work or bad work. What is successful, not successful in your own eyes. You can just you can make the most unlistenable song ever, make it just noise, and you may find people in the world who are looking for that sort of thing. And to them, this is the most legitimate music. They get what you're doing. They get why you did it but people around you won't and I think that's what we have to get used to in this world is that the slightly more isolated journey at least initially of you're less likely to run in 
to people in your everyday existence in the sort of real world that think the same as you do, that follow the same kind of mental model or the rules. Um, and linking back, but uh, but my point is that there's people out there on the internet, they'll just take a bit longer to find because the world is messy. There's not like a clear path towards it. it and you've got to build the path. You've not just got to build the kind of <laughs> exciting attraction, but you've got to build the way, <laughs> the infrastructure for people to get to it and uh, understand it. So there's a lot more on your plate, right? But you actually get the opportunity to do it and you get complete um, more influence over not just what's uh, in your art but how um, people find it or what their experience might be in the (laughs) journey of pursuing it. You get to go and find the the right people and they'll be more suited to it. You, You don't have to blend it down to appeal to your you know, your local neighbour, you can specify it so that so-and-so in Colombia who really loves noise pop um, has just found the perfect thing for them. So you have an opportunity to, like, satisfy an audience because of the um, freedom that you've got. You have an opportunity to satisfy them, like, more than you ever could before. And my final point is, like, therefore, like, as an creator you should embrace being able to draw maps for people the world is noisy the world is chaotic um there's too many options (laughs) we just don't know what to do with all this freedom we don't know what to do with ourselves and one of the things that you can embrace doing and and maybe you could even argue is one of the most important things that you can do is not try and follow the rules more than someone else in order to just stick up from the crowd a little bit more but you can rewrite how someone thinks about something you can redefine what a certain bit of music sounds like or what you can talk about in a certain bit of music or what it's like to go to a live show. Like, If you're willing to take on that risk and that uh, possibility, then the options are endless for you as a creator and you can actually really change people because you can (laughs) introduce someone to a new way of thinking if you're brave enough to go and find a new way of thinking yourself. Um, So it's getting very abstract, but that's why I think it's the best time to be a creator. You've got you hold the pen on a, a, almost a complete experience from the audience's point of view. And if you choose to use that to expand the um, breadth of what they even perceive to be possible, perceive to be real, if you inject some optimism where there wasn't before, or you inject, you start talking about something that they felt couldn't be talked about, or you talk about something that you went through, that they went through, that they realised they're not the only person in the world that did it, you can do that, not just for people nearby who may think differently from you, but be from the same geographical location, <laughs> but you can do that for everyone all the world who kind of thinks like you or wants to think like you, or you can introduce people to your way of thinking and it might be the best thing that ever happened to them. Now is the best time ever to be a creator. Embrace the opportunity that's in front of you um, and stop thinking that you need to be legitimised by someone else, that, that you need a tick box in order to go and make something don't be scared of the crowd. Be focused on what you want to introduce, how you want to change people, and try not to get overwhelmed by it. Try not to think that you're not equipped to deal with that. Like you are, you're ready to ready. You can handle the chaos. You can handle the constant change as well as anyone. And in fact, like you're a creative person. You're you're there to add 
some kind of familiarity and structure and you're there to help people through the chaotic world right now. So that is my passionate plea that now is the best time ever to go and be a creator. But don't let this just be an illusion of progress like me talking about how great it is. And you sort of walking outside all happy going, oh, it's a great time to be a creator but not make anything. Go through the hard yards of building this stuff for people because it's not going to build itself and see it as your job to go out and help people through this all right now. Go, go create. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really enjoyed this one, actually. I've really, I'm really passionate about it. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, go about your day uh, happily and productively <laughs> in a creative sense. And hopefully I'll be back on the podcast very soon.